We were worshiping and magnifying the Lord here this morning. I couldn't help but seem like the Holy Ghost just nudged me about something. That spirit that's within you, that measure, that spirit has already conquered death. That measure, that taste that you've got has already conquered every disease a man that's ever come to mankind. That spirit, that measure, the spirit that's within you, a man has overcome every temptation. Hallelujah. If you just walk in the spirit, you're going to walk through the valleys of the shadow of death. Hallelujah. You're going to walk through the valley of coronavirus. You're going to walk through the valleys of temptations and trials and battles. You just stay with the spirit. You just listen to the voice of the spirit. You just hear what the good man, the good man called Jesus Christ is looking down upon us here this morning. Hallelujah. And receiving glory and honor because we have gathered here to worship him in spirit and in truth. <laughs> my my and this lesson is going to fall right in with this praise God thank God for the death of Jesus Christ thank God for the cross and he was willing to bear that cross and what a time amen to remember because that's really the theme of the lesson here today is remembering it's not so much the cross it's not so much amen but it's remembering what was done Re bringing it back Letting it be as a memorial in our hearts, our minds, and spirit. Because here's what happens in Paul's writings into a Corinth church. A spiritual church, church that was in a mess. A spiritual church that had used the gifts and the talents, amen. But yet, amen, they had become divided. They had become separated. They became, amen, with isms and schisms in this local assembly. And now they was coming to worship one another and lift up one another. Amen. Instead of joining together as one. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something. The power of the cross it doesn't matter about the circumstance or situation or how even a local place may be amen. Overcome with demonical forces and powers. Paul writes writings to us said amen. There's one thing I know and the only thing I need to know and that's the cross. And if I can preach the cross. Amen. If you believe in the cross and you can believe amen in the resurrection. There's not a sin hallelujah or a battle or a struggle against the enemy of our soul. Watch this. Amen. Because if they had known the prince of life, the prince of this world cannot trump the prince of life, the prince of peace, the prince of joy, the prince, amen, called Jesus Christ, the prince of eternal life. I'm glad I got a prince living on the inside of me that's greater than the prince of the air. Amen. It's greater than Satan and all of his snares and traps and everything he's got to throw at him. Thank God for the man called Jesus Christ. I'm glad I can call him to my remembrance. Woo! Somebody needs to hear this old preacher this morning. You need to remember the goodness of God and the God story he poured out on us. That's the reason we won't forsake assembling ourselves together. As the measure may be. I feel the pressure we, we're fixing. I, 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 come on, let's keep praying. Let's ask the governor, amen, and help him. Well, it'd be nice on Mother's Day together back in the building. I don't mind this a whole lot. I really don't. I really don't. Part I don't mind is gathering three times a week. <laughs> That's the part. We're going to work on that. Praise God. Because one way or the other, not this coming week, but the next week, we're joining on Wednesday night. I'm going to give you a couple of weeks to make sure everybody knows, amen, that we're going to start having midweek services. Outside or inside, we're going to have them. 
Amen. We're going to gather together and to love and to worship Him. Amen. And we may keep on pushing. Hallelujah. And we may try to, amen, on Sunday night too. Praise God. If we start pushing in some of these areas, then amen, they open up these doors and allow us to gather together. Hallelujah. So we can really join together. Because the scriptures taught us about laying on of hands and praying for one another and needing one another. Now watch this. This lesson, if you watch it close at the end, that's really what it's all about. Amen. Paul brought it back to their remembrance. And while they was getting together, they were together for the wrong reason and the wrong purpose. Because the real gathering gathering is because none of us is an island. None of us is a, a part of the body individually and by ourselves we can't survive. But if we can connect with my with the remainder of my body and body of believers on a regular basis, I, I, I pull strength from them and they pull strength from me. Hallelujah. I pull encouragement from them and they pull it from me. And amen. So we're going to gather together such as it might be. How the love of God and by the grace of God. I'm telling you the Holy Ghost is here. I'm so thankful for the request of that song this morning. I think it'll be a good thing we're going to probably wind this service up this morning with that same song. I can only imagine. Hallelujah. Praise God. What it's going to be like with His glory surrounding us. With the assurance, amen, that there'll never be another temptation. With assurance that there won't be no Satan, but He'll be bound not just for a thousand years, but He'll be bound forever. I want to be a believer in the generation that I'm living in. I want to be a true worshiper in the generation I'm living in. I want to make sure to study the Scriptures and search the Scriptures to know him according to how the scriptures have taught us. He that believes on him as the scriptures have taught us are those, amen, that's built on the sure rock, the sure foundation. Anybody notice our lessons? Man, they, they're going somewhere, aren't they? They're about disciples, amen, and being discipled. And that's what you and I desire to be as disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so they work in hand in hand. In remembrance of me at the focus thought, we must keep in our remembrance the sacrifice Jesus made for us and you may be seated god help us do a good job here if you need to crank your automobile gets too hot for you crank them that'd be all right we'll turn this thing up a little bit put your windows down whatever it takes amen unless you got a real loud engine motor you know some of you may have some special mufflers on it you'll have to back you'll have to back off pull off back here on the backside somewhere praise god hallelujah no i'm just going on where you love you appreciate you so thankful all that's here today god bless you for coming and being a part of this and we sure hope and our prayer is that you'll be blessed and encouraged before you leave here today now some informed me that they're gonna uh, kind of watch the time i'm sure that they was picking <laughs> hopefully i promise you this lesson can hold us two hours i probably won't last that long but we're sure going to do our best uh to cover as much of this as we possibly can by the help of the lord Amen. Remembering us, the focus verse is found in Mark 14 and 22. Uh, again, I felt like the focus verse may should have came from Luke 22 and 19. And the only reason is because the statement that's made as often as you do in remembrance of me was made by the gospel writer there and right along with the Apostle Paul. But here Mark, amen, the 14th chapters where the focus verse comes from. And as they did eat... Jesus took bread and blessed and broke it and gave to them and said, Take, eat, this is my body. 
Now we know that the body, the, he's talking about his body and the blood, his blood. All of this is in, in symbol, in likeness. And as you and I do it as a practice and as often as we do this in remembrance of his death. He didn't want us to forget about the ultimate price that was paid that you and I, especially as Gentiles, heathens, if you study your scriptures, you're going to find out the apostles made it clear unto us. Amen. That anybody that wasn't an Orthodox Jew didn't have hope, didn't have a God, didn't have promises or access unto them now they did make it if you study your scriptures close enough strangers did come in but when they did they had to come the Jews way they still they had to start eating what they ate dress like they dress believed in this one God they couldn't believe in many gods and neither could they build altars unto many gods amen but they had to humble and yield and submit themselves unto the doctrines of the Israelites that believed in this one true God and so they conducted themselves and handled themselves likewise if they didn't then they would be held accountable, amen, and be cast out and would not be a part of the nation called Israel. And so likewise, here this morning in this New Testament, this new covenant, amen, that Jesus Christ has brought unto us, hallelujah, we got to fall in subjection and submission unto the teachings and the doctrines that's written in the Word of God. I'm glad we're able to teach and preach and learn from the Word that's forever settled in the heavens, it's unchanging. The Word has the power to change us, but you and I do not have the authority or power to change the word of God. In fact, we're warned in the scriptures not once but twice if we try to rearrange or add or take from the word of God, then our names will be taken out of the book of life and we will not attain eternal life. I'm glad I'm going to hold of something, amen, that's able to change me and shape me and mold me. Hallelujah, still of the spirit of iniquity and the word of God that became a quickening spirit and alive within us has the power and the authority, amen, to shape us and mold us and keep us and guide us along this journey. I'm glad for the word, amen, that's a comfort to our hearts, a comfort to our minds and to our spirits. That's a reason, amen, that we're not get up all word and threatening all this other's junk. Hello, the world's finding itself in today. No, because we build on the sure foundation. We know the chief cornerstone. We know that all power in heaven and earth is in the name of Jesus. We know that we can cast out devils. We know that we can see miracles and wonders of signs because we believe that the Messiah has come and he's alive and well in us and flows through us. So as we begin to remember and look back at these scriptures, the first part, the culture connection, I won't go into all that, but I would like to make a few comments about it. Go back and read it. Let me encourage you again, read your lessons. You need to. There, there can be food for your soul and put some thoughts in your spirit and heart and help you along this journey. Amen. But he talks about September the 11th. How many remembers 9-11? You remember where you was at the first time you heard it? I still do, believe it or not. Amen. We was, I was actually working for Brother Ronnie Parker, but we was on a job when I first heard about what took place and what was taking place and how it shocked, shocked our world. Amen. Of the enemy. And so, you know, now on a, as a moral every year, they take out time to a uh, moment to pray and to call the names of those first responders and workers and things of that nature that lost their lives at that moment time and, and rightly so we should do that and so he's just kind of building a foundation and laying out a man a pattern here for you and I hallelujah to understand how important it really is to remember the death of Jesus Christ it would do us good to remember it on a daily basis especially when the tempter comes amen and, and, and the struggles of life and pitfalls of life come our way hallelujah because there's some very important golden nuggets that's in this lesson 
lesson this morning that can really help us, hallelujah, to finish this journey. It is a journey, ladies and gentlemen. Hallelujah. The baptism of the Holy Ghost that you and I received, the, the obedience unto the plan of salvation, which you find through repentance and baptism in Jesus' name and the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. That's in the Bible. Hallelujah. That's in the Acts of the, Acts of the Apostles. That's the doctrine of the Apostles. But amen, we had to complete this race. That's the reason we got 21 books that's written unto us to help us to stay in a rapture to, and a saved condition because we know that the Lord's going to come back and we didn't, nobody knows the moment or the time, hallelujah, when the coming's going to be. So it would do us good and we would be wise as we built upon this rock to be prepared at any moment, any time, and any day. And so to help us to be prepared to be ready to be raptured, amen, if we remember the death of Jesus Christ, if we can get a visual, amen, of the cross, the pain, the agony, the suffering, amen, that he paid and went through that you and I could have life and life more abundantly and he wasn't talking about just in this life but in the life to come but yet we can enjoy a certain measure and a certain amount of that in this life. I'm telling you we never really begin to live until we receive the Holy Ghost and begin to walk in the Spirit of God. We didn't really know what it was to get drunk until we got drunk in the Holy Ghost. We didn't know what it was, amen, to get high until we got high in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you the world's looking for elements, amen, to assist them along the way but I'm telling you the best thing that ever happened to any man, woman, boy, and girl is to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and be introduced to the cross and the power thereof. There's no greater liberty than either the Son is set free and either the Son is set free is free indeed. We're the most liberated people on the face of the earth. The most set free people on the face of the earth. Hallelujah. We don't owe a debt to nobody. Because our Father through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb, has paid a price that you and I couldn't pay. Amen. Hallelujah. Debt that you and I couldn't pay. Hallelujah. We couldn't, we weren't good enough. And we couldn't do enough goodness, amen, to attain this and receive it. Thank God for His grace. And the benefits of that grace is living an overcoming life in this present world. Hallelujah. Not under the influence of the devil. Not under the influence of lust or the carnality and the, the, the pleasures of the world. But we choose rather, amen, to suffer the afflictions and disobey ourselves, hallelujah, as children of God. Because we understand the power of the cross because of preaching in the power of the cross is the gospel is the power of God unto what? unto salvation you and I have got to and we must experience the cross if we're going to experience salvation in the fullness of it there must be a cross hallelujah and we must bear that cross everybody's got a cross everybody's got to die Paul instructed us to die on a daily basis and if we'll do that I'm telling you the journey is not near as bad as we make it out to be a lot of time the real problem's dying that's the real problem Amen. It's dying. Presenting this body unto God as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable and pleasing unto Him. Amen. That's what this thing is all about. If you notice our scriptures in Mark 14th chapter, uh, another time of setting. Amen. If you look back, you see some things that begin to unfold, such as the lady that came with the alabaster box preparing Jesus Christ for death. Amen. Now the disciples, amen, they, they, they'd actually envied they didn't agree with the actions that was taking place there. Amen. They thought it was a waste. Hallelujah. But Jesus assured them that she was doing what God intended her to do. As she poured out the, the oil, that precious oil on his head. Amen. And anointed him for death. And he, he promised them, he said, hey, this will be made known through the gospel. This what she has done will be known unto the world. And not only what she has done, but how you responded to it. So let me right off the bat here, help us all to understand. Hallelujah. God's looking down upon us. Hallelujah. He's looking at our response. 
And he takes note of all of our response, amen, of the world that we're living in today. And hallelujah, I'm praying that for us and you and I as the Jesus name people of this community, amen, that we'll respond to this circumstance and situation in a manner that will be pleasing to heaven and bring glory upon this earth. Amen. Glory not, not to us, but unto the Lord. Hallelujah. representations of Jesus Christ as earthen vessels of God, as carriers of his name, of his spirit, and of his power and promises. Hallelujah. We would let this world know and our community know, hallelujah, that we're not in this by ourselves and we can find peace and comfort and assurance as we walk and be led by the Holy Ghost. So as you watch this really begin to unfold here, you're going to see we had a few Sundays back. I believe it's April the 12th, a time of Hosanna. They're back at this same geographical location, going to make their way back into Jerusalem. And so it's kind of like a circle. Amen. Because here we can see that Jesus Christ is spending some three, three and a half years of shaping and molding, especially, hallelujah, 12 disciples that he had handpicked and called out to be disciples and followers of Jesus Christ. And so now he's going to send two to a man that Luke lets us understand and realize that it was a, a man that it was Peter and John that was going to be sent and so we watch the hand of God and the voice of God how to speak to them and speak to them about events that's going to take place and happen before they ever take place if you look back amen when you look back at Mark amen the 11th chapter you'll see that he told two disciples there amen to go to the city that was beside them amen because there was on the way near Jerusalem and he told them to go there there was going to be a, a little coat that had never been ridden and there was going to be somebody tied up said you go get that coat I got need of it and said whenever someone asks about it you just tell them the master has need of it and sure enough they followed through with it and you know what everybody played the part everybody come through and done everything and everything worked out alright let me tell you something ladies and gentlemen if we'll just stay committed to the word of God and to the call of Jesus Christ everything's going to be alright everything's going to fall in place everything's going to work out we don't have to fret and worry and stay up all night what you and I if we're going to do it we're going to do that we better be praying we better be calling and talking to him because he's the one that can do something about it and I'm telling you what he's willing to do something about it so as we watch a lot of this really begin to unfold the writer contemplating the, part, the topic talked about a baby how that we try to make when we start to have newborns and especially when they start getting up and walking and doing to make our house a safe place. Certain things begin to be purchased and uh, things begin to take place to keep them safe because they, they just don't realize, they don't understand, they, they're not, that, that fear of danger has not clicked with them yet. They think it's funny to climb upstairs. They think it's funny to climb over in chairs, stand up out on cement. Hallelujah. They think it's cute, amen, to do these things. But they don't understand the danger of that, to falling and busting their little heads and things of that nature. Hallelujah. Because the writer goes on, he talks about his striving a point here because he comes down into the contemplating the topic. Amen. And he talks about fear. Fear, amen. Hallelujah. Because the older we get, and if we're not careful, we'll start putting even into their heart and into their spirit, amen, to fear certain people, especially maybe strangers. And, and I think we need to be careful doing that. I think it's wise, but on the other hand, I think we need to be careful, amen, to not to, uh, to plant a seed in them, to be so afraid of people and society and the world around us. And it will affect us all our days of witnessing and being a vessel of God. Well, I'm just going to throw that in there. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because I'm telling you what, 
God, we can embed some things into their little spirit and into their hearts and some attitudes, hallelujah, that can go with them for a lifetime. But I'm telling you what, we need to let them to understand that you just don't, you know, speak to anybody or just go here and do that. But on the other hand, you don't have to be afraid. But thank God, hallelujah, that Jesus, amen, when he moves into our life, he said not to fear no man, hallelujah, but to fear him that can destroy both the body and the soul, but not to fear man. Well, if I don't have to fear man, neither do I have to fear the elements that's upon this earth and that's bombarding this earth. Hallelujah. Because God can keep me if he don't see fit to keep me and he wants to take me home and this is the method he sees fit. That's God's business. I'm his servant. You're his servant. And whatever we do, whether in life or death, it's going to glorify God. It's not that what our apostle has taught us. Amen. As we love and worship and magnify and exalt him as a keeper of our soul and the weight maker of our spirit. So as we go on through this and we begin to watch it begin to really unfold and begin to take place. And I'm probably going to have to bypass a few things just to get close to, to where we want to get today and to, to say a few things that may be a blessing to you and a help to you here today. Praise God, because that's really a heartbeat and desire. He began to point out a few things as he, he instructed these two disciples to go because of the, the Passover. If you remember, they were still celebrating the Passover. This wasn't the first time even the disciples, I believe they'd done, sir, had celebrated the Passover and the feast week already twice prior to this one. But this one was going to be the final one. The final one, at least, for Jesus Christ. And actually, amen, in a sense, would be the final one for the church and for the ones that was real true believers that he was the Messiah. This was going to be the final time of doing this because Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, amen, was going to fulfill, amen, the, the Old Testament. Not do away with it, not cast it aside, but fulfill the law where the, the weakness of flesh and under the law could not accomplish things now through Jesus Christ. Through the flesh, amen, is going to conquer sin and it's going to give us an ability, amen, to overcome this. And so here we're going to see him as he instructs them, amen, as they go into the Passover, he sends, amen, he sends Peter and John and going to make preparation. He tells them, said, go. He said, when you get there, amen, into the city, there's going to be a man that's carrying water. I remember, amen, hallelujah, how that uh, Brother Brady, elder Brother Brady, come and preach the message. How many of you remember? Following the man carrying the water. Well, the reason that so important to a man that was an uncommon thing it was not the natural thing to happen it was going to be out of the ordinary because of common practice a man in Jerusalem and in that culture and time it was a woman's job and so you just didn't see men carrying water but here on this occasion Jesus instructed them and possibly Peter and John both looked at one another and pondered but they'd done one walking with Jesus long enough and he'd done practice enough before them that they knew by now you know what we just better do what he tells us to do we better obey him and just see how it's going to work out. And sure enough, as they made their way into that city, hallelujah, sure enough, here comes a man carrying the water. Hallelujah, and they begin to follow him. I'm telling you, there's people need to wake up and realize you can't, you got to quit following spiritual people. That's nothing but clouds and wind, but no rain. you got to follow somebody that's got some water. Amen, that can water the situation. Hallelujah, that it can grow. You can't grow without water, sweetheart. Hallelujah, can't be more than just a show and a sign and a play. I'm telling you, this thing's got to be real and when it's real let me tell you something God can call this thing hallelujah in a desert the well can spring up he's a life of giving waters and life of well seeing unto that well 
Hallelujah. Spring up, oh well, spring up. I'm telling you, the well can spring up. It might be at midnight. It might be in the, in the middle of the day. But I'm telling you, when you begin to sing unto this well called Jesus Christ, He is a water, amen, that will never thirst again. Anybody been satisfied with the Holy Ghost? Anybody found any contentment in the Holy Ghost? You know why we're all so uncontented and unsatisfied? It's a lack of the Holy Ghost in their lives. You know when believers, amen, get so uncontented and unsatisfied? It's a lack of the flowing of the Holy Ghost in their lives. If you get enough of the Holy Ghost flowing in your life, I'm telling you it'll bring comfort and satisfaction and contentment when nothing else will do. Paul told us, he said, hey, be comfort this. If you got food to eat, clothes to put on, and the promise that he'll never leave it, nor forsake it, be content therewith. He didn't include automobiles. He didn't include homes. Of course, back then, he, he might have changed his message just a little bit now. <laughs> because of culture. That's the only reason. But no, not really. You know why? Because you can own the finest automobiles. You can build the largest and most expensive homes on this in the earth to get offered you. You can hold the most influential jobs and positions. You can have all the gold and silver. But without him... Jesus said, if you gain the whole world, amen, and lose your soul, what have you gained? What have you prospered? What have you got to show? You know what? If we leave this world as puppers, hallelujah, living from one paycheck to the next, hallelujah, some of us may not do a good job of that. We're already borrowing from Paul to help Peter out for him, man, before Mark even shows up. Well, I know that ain't part of it, but hallelujah, it's the truth. Amen. Sometimes we get ourselves in that condition, in that situation, because we let our wants and want to stay with this and want to stay with that. Well, I'm going to tell you something. The Bible says we're not a debtor to the flesh. Hallelujah. You're not impressing your neighbor by what you drive and what you live in. You're not. Oh, they might glorify with you and all that. But, but I promise you, they're not staying up all night. If they are, then they're covenanting after it, and then they're in trouble. <laughs> Hallelujah. I promise you, I don't have anything for you to covet after. I can promise you that right now. Amen. Except maybe the Holy Ghost, the love of God, the grace of God, the goodness of God. That's the only good thing that's in us. Hallelujah. You know, that's, that's what the cross was all about. Amen. That we could be introduced to this fruit, that we could be introduced to the Holy Ghost and the power of God. And so as you watch this really begin to unfold, they followed Him, and sure enough... Amen. He talked about the master, amen, of the house. Tell him, tell him, amen, the true master. Hallelujah. Has need of this room. It's an upper room. This upper room was going to be furnished and prepared. And they likened that to having rugs put out and couches. Amen. Because this is how meals, amen, took place. Often, amen, in their culture and time. Hey, and you know what? Hallelujah. I didn't get permission for this. And I sure hope it's not offensive. But this last Thursday night, there was a certain family got together. Hallelujah, because they have loss of a loved one. And so one of the best ways to comfort and deal with that is for the family as many as they could got together and had a meal together and remembered, amen, some good times that God had blessed, amen, this good man in their lives. And they find strength and comfort from that. And so likewise, when you and I join together and have communion and remember the death of Jesus Christ, because here's the deal, when you remember the death of Jesus Christ, you can't remember the death without remembering the resurrection and the promise that he's coming back. Hallelujah. When a loved one's departed from us and with assurance of living to the Word of God and receiving the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name, we have the assurance, hallelujah, that He's going to live again. A lot of people wondered and asked me, said, why do you always say the Holy Ghost? Well, I'll tell you why I say the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit's all right. I'm not against it. A lot of people use it. 
There's a lot of spirits out there. But I'm going to tell you what, there's only one Holy Ghost. What do you mean by that? Ghost is the spirit of a departed one that has came back. Did you hear it? The Holy Ghost is the spirit of a departed one that has made its way back. That departed one was Jesus Christ. But he said, I'm going to send back a comforter. I'm going to send back one that will guide and lead you into all truth. I'm going to send you back a measure of that spirit called the Holy Ghost. Not just the spirit, but the Holy Ghost. There's all kinds of spirits out there, evil and demonical and humans and all the other time. But there's only one Holy Ghost that can sanctify us, that can comfort us. And that can guide us. Thank God for the sure word of God. Thank God for the voice of God. That can be in our hearts and our lives and our spirit. I'm telling you when time is over. Hallelujah. There's going to be a lot of people wish they'd have had this Holy Ghost experience. There's going to be a lot of people going to be crying and begging. Hallelujah. But it's going to be one day too late. We don't have to be that way. Hallelujah. If you're listening to me this morning and hear me today. I'm telling you you can experience the cross. You can begin to remember. Amen. The death of Jesus Christ. He came to die for all. He came, amen, to tear down that wall and petition that separated all of mankind from experiencing the true powers of God and the experience of salvation in the kingdom of God. He came to save the world. He didn't come to condemn the world. He came to save the world. I'm glad to be a part of that number today. How about you? Man, so we went to that upper room. It was prepared and ready. So he makes his way into this upper room. Amen. To get there. And after he gets there, you're going to begin to notice in the second part of this lesson. Amen. He begins to talk about the betrayer. Hallelujah. You're going to know even prior scriptures that, that he already knew. Amen. That there was going to be one that was going to betray him. If you go back in some of the scriptures back, you can see this. Amen. Transpired. I won't take the time to be looking all them up. But I can show you it's in the word of God. He knew that Judas. But I'd love to say something about that. Amen. He didn't treat Judas any different than he treated any other disciples. All the other disciples did not recognize, did not realize that Judas was the man. How do you know that? When you begin to look at the scriptures and you look on the B part of this same topic, amen, when he finally got to that place, you're going to see that he began to ask and told them that one's going to betray him and forsake him. And so they began to, it began to smoke them. It began to move upon their hearts. It began, to, it began to cause them to examine themselves. They didn't look and say, well, I bet it's so-and-so. Hallelujah. You know, one of the dangerous things that you and I can do this morning is to take this message and think, well, that was for so-and-so. And that was for that and over yonder. When the real thing that you and I, I include it. I may be speaking it, but I got to receive it. And if I'm the one that spoke it, I sure got to live up to it. Hallelujah. And I got to hear it. And a hearer, amen, if a real hearer hears it, he's going to obey it and take action and respond to it. And so the best thing that you and I can do, the first thing is to examine ourselves. Even Paul encouraged the Corinth church. Hallelujah whenever you start to come in and take communion you need to examine yourself that you won't take this thing unworthily hallelujah you know what the unworthily part that he was really talking about hallelujah because they was coming amen to party those that had great funds and resources he was coming and making a supper out of it they was coming amen to get drunk they was coming to show everybody else how blessed they had been hallelujah having a multitude of stuff to eat but they weren't willing to share it they was letting those that was poor and didn't have very much leave hungry hallelujah that's 
not the will of God and the purpose of God. But whosoever shall come, amen, all shall find satisfaction. You don't have to have silver or gold, amen, to experience this. You don't have to have some big name and some, some influencing position. No, you just got to be a believer. You just got to have a heart that'll respond and a spirit that'll open up, amen, to believe in the power of the cross and remember the cross and what the cross has done for you and I. That's all that's got to take place. Remembering what the cross has done for you and I today. And bringing deliverance and bringing salvation and bringing opportunity. You see, the cross has brought opportunity for every soul to be born again. Amen. Because every man is lost and undone. Every man, hallelujah, has come short of the glory of God. Amen. And the first Adam, hallelujah, but thank God for the second Adam, the quickening spirit, hallelujah, that we can be born again. Hey, I'd rather experience birth twice than death twice that's the options you can purpose in your heart mind and spirit I'm going to be born again whatever it takes God I'm going to dig and seek and dig down until I experience it for myself until I know for myself amen about this experience of the Holy Ghost when you begin to look at that he begins to question he's saying they begin to question themselves is it I one from the next finally reaches a point where they want to dip the sod in with me. If you back up a few scriptures, you'll also learn, amen, in another gospel, that Satan had already entered into, into Judas. He'd already entered in. Amen. Let me tell you something. I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but let me say this here. Unrepentant sin, Holy Ghost friend or not, Holy Ghost brother, sister or not, Unrepented sin, amen, is an avenue and, an, and a route that the devil can begin to work on you and work against you. That's a reason it's so important that we die on a regular basis. Regardless of what our brother or sister may have done. Regardless of what a loved one, a friend or neighbor, or even an enemy. Because see, God came preaching different. He come preaching to love our enemies. Hallelujah. Not to hate them. Not to kill them. But to love them and lift them up in prayer. Hallelujah. Not to give evil for evil and railing for railing. But to respond unto them far different. I'm telling you, thank God for the love of God that shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, you and I can't show the love of God without the help of the Holy Ghost to show it. Hallelujah, for it to manifest itself and declare its powers through our conversations, through our actions and deeds. we got to be under the influence and the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, to be the overcomer, the enemy of our soul. Because there's one thing he's after. He's after your soul. He's after your inheritance. He's after your eternity. He don't care anything about nothing but robbing and stealing and killing and he doesn't care about how he goes about to do it and who he uses to do it but I'm telling you thank God for the seal of the Holy Ghost and the washing of the blood of Christ that can hold us and keep us in trying times that we're living in like today in difficult times that we're living in today that's the reason we're going to come out on the other side better that's the reason we're going to come out on the other side dancing that's the reason we're going to come on out on the other side we're being drawn closer to the Lord closer to his word to his spirit to his love to his powers goes from that and Lord knows because watch this what happened when Judas would never get it out of his heart and get it out of his spirit unrepentant sins be betrayal and when you feel like that you've been betrayed see Jesus he could easily way before this time begin to treat Judas different than he did everybody else 
but he didn't. He didn't do it. He was much as flesh as you and I, but he was God Almighty. <laughs> and he had a mission. He had a mission to accomplish. And that's what this is all about as disciples of Jesus Christ. To take on the mission of winning souls. Taking on the mission of standing against the powers of the enemy. We'll tell you something. As long as the church is here, the devil can't just do what he wants to do. The devil doesn't have the power or the ability to, to steal and to rob and deceive and overcome people. As long as the church here to say, oh no, there is a truth, there is a right way, there is a godly way. Amen. So as we go into it now, and he begins to talk about the bread. The writer talks about four different acts about this bread. Time wouldn't allow me here. I'd love to go take you to John, the sixth chapter. I'd encourage you this morning, maybe this afternoon, if you get a chance, go to John, the sixth chapter, start about the 25th verse, but it really gets good. Amen. Whenever it gets down about 44 and through 48 and those areas when he talks about himself as being the bread that was sent from the Father. As they discuss unto him who he is and where he come from, and they discuss about the bread and talk about the bread they were ate from Moses, and he informs them Moses didn't give you that bread, but my father, amen, and the same father sent me, I now am the bread. And you got to eat of this bread and you got to drink of this blood. And it was a hard saying. It, it even calls, he had to question his disciples at this point in time. When others began to flee, it was a hard saying. They couldn't comprehend it, they couldn't understand it. How in the world are we going to eat his flesh? How in the world are we going to drink? his blood. But if they'd have just listened a little further, he, he let them understand, help them to understand, hey, these words are spiritual words. Hallelujah. There is a symbolism. There's a likeness. Amen. Not that you're going to literally eat his flesh and literally drink his blood. Just like you and I practice it. Hallelujah. At least once a year. We probably ought to do it a little more often than that. But every, at least once a year, the old year out and the new year in with foot washing and communion. Hallelujah. Remember the death and when we take that, that bread, amen, and we drink the, 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 we just use grape juice as, as a symbol, amen, of the, of the blood of Christ. Because you know what? You know what that's all about? It's to unify us. That's the reason Paul brought it to the Corinthians' attention. Because it was a body of believers that was so scattered and so messed up. But now he's trying to unify them. He's trying to bring all the bodies together. And when you come and whenever this is all about nothing but you, and you're the one that's got to sing the songs, and it's all about who you are and what you are, and it's really not about the body, it's really not about the head, you're receiving this unworthily. You're not really believing. Because see you can't take the body. And you can't eat the bread and drink the blood. Without believing. Amen. That he was the Messiah. Hallelujah. He's the one that holds eternal life. Because Peter made that clear. To whom are we going to go to? There's no other Savior. There's no other name been given. There's no other Messiah going to come. To whom else can we go to? No we're not going anywhere. We may not understand this right now. But we're not going any other place. Oh, hear me this morning. Hallelujah. We may not understand all that's going on today, but we're not going any other place. I'm not looking for another gospel. I'm not looking for another God. I'm not looking for another name. I'm not looking for another Holy Ghost. This one right here is going to see me through. Praise God. So, now watch some of this. Man, begin. I turned this watch upside down. <laughs> I don't want to be intimidated. <laughs> Praise God. The bread. What about the bread? You watch what the Lord can do with bread. 
You watch what the Lord could do whenever he, you begin to put things into his hands. I could take you back not once but twice. Disciples found themselves facing a situation with great multitudes that needed to be fed, that needed to be watered, that needed some nourishment. He questions them and says, what you got? As he sets them down, it's done been three days and he didn't want them to leave there just faint-hearted. Don't grow weary in well-doing. For in due season you shall reap. You just keep doing good. You just keep doing that which is right. You don't get frustrated and out of sorts with it. Let's just hang in here. Let's just see what God's going to do for us. But watch this. And so finally they came up with a little ad. Amen. Had a few loaves and fishes. I think it was about five loaves. Took a couple of fish. Amen. Had several thousand to be fed. But watch this. When they took that bread and placed it into his hand. Can I help somebody today? If you'll just take your situation and put it in the hands of the one called Jesus Christ. No, you and I can't, cannot literally do that. But I can promise you he's in the heavens. And he's looking down upon us right now. He's looking down into each one of these automobiles. I can't see you, but he can see you. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're saying. He knows your trials, your troubles, your disappointments. He knows about them all. What's this? There's something better than that. He knows what you're going to face tomorrow. This didn't catch him by surprise. Hallelujah. I promise you. He's already got it mapped out. We just got to follow the mapping. Now watch this. If you read your lesson, you know what I'm talking about. The Bible talks about Paul wrote into us. If you're going to think, think on these things. What's that? The powers in the mind, ladies and gentlemen. Galgotha means the mind. The skull. I'm sorry. The skull. Where's the skull at? Hallelujah. Right here. Where's the battle at? It's in the mind. It's in the heart of man. It's in the mind. That's a reason the Bible taught us having a renewing of the mind. I'm telling you, there's been a time and a, a generation that needs a renewing of the mind. Not under the influence of drugs. Not under the influence of alcohol. Not under the influence of, of some foul spirit. But under the influence of the Holy Ghost and the Word of God. Think on these things which is pure and honest and just and upright. If you begin to dwell on them things, you know what that does? It starts to bring back to your memory. It starts bringing back a man's things to you. You can start pulling back and reaching back and pulling out from under the old oak tree. Hallelujah, the promises and miracles and, and the great things that God's done for you. The most important thing for you and I to bring back to our memory is the cross. The ultimate price that was paid to give you and I life and life more abundantly. That ultimate price, a man that could set us free from the iniquity of sin and the power thereof. Praise God. So he took that bread. He began to break it and he blessed it. And as he blessed it and placed it into the hands of those disciples. Watch this now. When he blessed it and put it in their hands, what happened? As they went out and began to, began to give it to those 5,000, it just kept growing. It just kept increasing. God won't miss it, ladies and gentlemen. Man, don't live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. He's your supplier. He's your way maker here. Thank God for the breeze. Hallelujah. He's your supplier. He's your way maker right here. Hallelujah. He's looking down upon us here this morning and to minister to our spirits and our hearts and our souls and such a powerful demonstration of the word of God. I promise you today, you probably, some of you in some of the greatest struggles you ever experienced in your life, you're in the valley of decisions. But I'm telling 
telling you, God, if you just place it in his hands, if you put it in his hands with confidence and assurance, don't put a time on it. Hallelujah. Don't do any of that. And when you really release it to God, that means you cut ties with it. And you put it in his hand in his own time and season for his glory. He'll work it out. He'll bring it forth. He'll work in means and ways. Hallelujah. Well, you and I can't work. He'll work in places that you and I can't work. And we'll just put it into his hands. He'll multiply. And watch this. Hallelujah. The fragments. He won't leave them behind. Hallelujah. He'll say, let's go gather up the fragments. Because see, this God can pick up the fragments that's left. Hallelujah. Begin to put it together. I know we see here that old fairy tale. Hallelujah. Humpty Humpty on the wall. Fell off and uh, all the kings of the world couldn't put him back together. But I'm not talking about a king of the world. I'm talking about the king of kings and the lord of lords. He can put old Humpty Humpty back together. He can put that old broken heart back together. He can put that, that old that old mind is getting all messed up. He can put it back to soundness and healthy. He can take that old heart thing, man, as black as smut and wash it and make it white as snow. He can take that life and head in the wrong direction and put a hook in that jaw and turn him around. Hey, hey, hey. When you remember the power of the cross, the preaching of the cross. It's nothing like it. It's nothing like it. Nothing more powerful. <laughs> nothing, nothing. So as you begin to watch this, amen. He's our high priest. <laughs> He's our high priest. He didn't limit nobody. When he walked upon this earth, he didn't discard nobody. The ones he had the most trouble out of was those that was thought they were religious. It was those that thought they were sanctified and upright. But those that would, would admit and confess that they were sinners and lost and undone. It didn't matter if they were prostitutes. It didn't matter if they were just little bitty children. And others saying he ain't got time for them. Oh yeah, he had time. Let me tell you something, baby. Maybe you didn't get to finish school this year, but you got a Heavenly Father that cares about you. And he can take up the slack if you'll just ask him. Well, we weren't expecting that, was we? He could put wisdom in you that, and please, this is not offense against the teachers because we got a pile of them here, so don't take it that way because that's not the intent. Because he is the teacher or the master of all. He can, he can gift you. See, the gifts, the Bible told about the gifts, as James says, comes from above. We didn't, we didn't attain these gifts and talents and ability by ourselves. But always oh, God anoints us and blesses us. I'm telling you, children, young people, hallelujah, he can bless you. And it'd be though you didn't miss not one class, not one day. Hallelujah, because he's a blesser. He's a high priest. He hadn't missed a thing of fulfilling the desires of your heart and the passion of your spirit, especially if it's for the kingdom of God and the service of Jesus Christ and the service of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, he'll gird it up. He'll bless it. He'll make a way. Go back and read you. He didn't sidestep the leopards. He wasn't worried about being contaminated by the leopards. No, I'll reach out and touch you. Even the leopards realized, said, hey, you can make me whole. You can heal me. When you begin to remember the cross, folks, you see the enemy's business is to put up snares and traps, amen, to try to mess us up. Try to get us down some side road. Try to get us in some isolated place. Is that not what he done with the man of God when he crawled up into that cave? Thinking that he was all alone and by himself and that everybody else has bowed their knee to Baal. Folks, we're not in this by ourselves. <laughs> Hallelujah. As much as the devil wants to try to isolate us, he can't do it. 
through prayer and, and the Word of God and services just like this, we can find energy and help and hope and, and direction to be victorious and overcome. Come out of that cave. God's got a word for you. He's got an anointing for you. He's got a call for you. He's got some business he wants you to take care of. Hey, this thing's not over with yet. Is anybody hearing me this morning? Hello, this thing is not over with yet. It's not over with until the fat lady sings, Hallelujah. It's not over with until Jesus says it's over with. The church is not over with, neither the power, the authority of it, until Jesus gets ready to rapture it. I'm halfway. Thank God for His favor. Thank God for His gifts. Thank God for His call. You look under Act 3. Jesus broke the bread. Talks about there are several paradoxes. He said, if you want to gain your life. What did the Lord, what did He instruct us? What did He tell us in Matthew 19, 28 and Matthew 20 chapter? The principle was, he that wants to be first is going to be last. But he that's willing to be last is going to be first. When you really begin to remember the cross, you remember that Jesus Christ, now you watch this. Jesus Christ, the best we can understand out of the scriptures and the culture. His name wasn't on one deed of owning not even one acre of land. But yet he was a creator of all of it. His Father, God Almighty, the Spirit, as he spoke it into existence, it was all made by him and through him. Our Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that we enjoy upon this earth was created by Jesus Christ Himself. But yet He didn't put His name upon not one deed. The best we can tell, He didn't own or no, He didn't have no chariot. He didn't own not a house. He didn't even own a grave. Of course, He didn't need to, just to bury it because He wasn't planning on staying there. It wasn't going to be a place that could come back and talk to the dead. It wasn't going to be a place that you could come back and mourn the dead. Because he wasn't going to be there. Because sin had found, couldn't find its way into his life. Hallelujah. No sin whatsoever was found. No gall. Hallelujah. Pilate made that clear. Hallelujah. Oh, my, my. And so here you and I are. Praise God as we look at this. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Oh, he blesses us and we get to own some things. But let me, let, us, let me warn you again today. Don't let the material things rob you of the real blessings of, of living for God. Don't let trying to fulfill dreams and visions and material things rob you of the real call of God. And the real experience of the cross and the power thereof. He was willing to share. He wasn't willing to hoard up just for himself. See, that was a problem that the Carnage Church got into in communion. It was all about themselves. They wanted to celebrate 
glutton, getting drunk. While the brother was over there starving to death and doing without. You read the church. The first actions of the, of the born again New Testament church. To them everybody was the same. If they had two coats they was willing to give somebody one. If they had more than enough meat they was willing to give somebody some. If they had more homes and lands. If they come to the place they was willing to sell them. And, and to, to bring them to the apostles feet with no strings attached. Let them be distributed, amen, to those that was in need. Huh. He's a giver. You look at the cup itself, and it represents nothing but the blood of Christ. It's life in the blood. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. Amen. He had to die. Amen. It, it wasn't a choice. It was a must. If, if we was going to live an overcoming life, if, if the disciples was going to experience Him in the fullness he had to go to the cross. He had to go. He had to die. He had to experience it. Amen. Praise God. I'm glad he went to the cross. How about you? I'm glad he didn't allow the words of men to cause him to come off of that cross. You listen to me a minute here. In trying and tempting times and trials, when you and I are placed on the wall, what, what did Ezekiel, amen, Hezekiah, I'm sorry. What did Hezekiah tell his, his men? When the enemy came to take the city to overcome them. They stood on the wall. He, how, did, how did he tell them to respond to the enemy? He said, you just keep your mouth shut. You act like you don't hear a word they're saying. You just don't pay them no attention. One of the best defense that you and I have got against the devil it's whenever he petitions us, when he tempts us, is to act like we never even heard him. That's easier said than done. Especially when he gets in your face. He's trying to make a show out of it. Praise God. Sometimes the best thing we can do as he told Moses, stand still. <laughs> watch, watch God work. Watch the salvation arm work. See, sometimes you and I, we don't have the skill, the power, or the position upon this earth to bring about what we desire. But if we'll just wait on God and trust in God, God will bring it about. God can move upon individuals. Upon this earth. To put him in places to fight our battles. Boy, this ain't the lesson. This is in the Holy Ghost. You see God's got some people out there. that They need to bear the arms. He's got some out there that bear the arms. Just to pull the triggers for me. Well you may not believe that. But I do. You see, that's a reason it's a dangerous thing whenever you start making accusations against a child of God and crossing lines against a child of God. It's a dangerous thing. Especially when that child of God responds to it the way the Heavenly Father wants them to. And He even may let them take it, but I'm going to tell you something, just like with Stephen. Huh. I preached the message, you remember it. How Jesus, 
Now you read that he wasn't in a sitting position. But now when you read about the event with that, the first martyr of the New Testament, you read about Jesus standing up on his feet now, watching down from the heavens upon this earth. One of his own that's blood-bought. One of his own that's filled with the Holy Ghost and full of wisdom and full of faith and full of the Holy Ghost. Demonstrates the power and the kingdom that's greater than all the kingdoms upon this earth. That's the reason you and I don't have to th threat and get beside ourselves with accusations. Let's just do it God's way. Let's just humble ourselves into the Holy Ghost. Let's just remember the power of the cross and what happened at the cross. <laughs> the power. As we begin to rem remember we begin to dig it out. It begins to make its way. I haven't personally talked to any of them. I know my time's running out here. But I promise you Thursday evening, there were some stories begin to be told about a certain gentleman by the name of Marshall Whittington. Some no doubt brought tears. And some brought joy. And there's a strong possibility that was some among the crowd said, you know what? I forgot about that. And it brought life. And it brought energy. And it brought hope. That's, a, that's, that's what the writer's talking about. When you and I really begin to remember what really took place at the cross, what really transpired, what really happened, if you go to Hebrews writings, you'll see there, the writer makes it clear that Jesus Christ calls us his brethren. You know why? Because through the cross, amen, we become a brethren to attain the same inheritance that he bought for us and he purchased for us. Don't lose the inheritance. Don't lose your walk with the Lord. If you feel you can't go any further, just stand there. Just stand. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Master. Wait on the voice of God. He's got a voice. Oh, there'll be other types and forms of demonstration of power that'll make its way through. Sometimes by fire. Sometimes by wind. Sometimes by one form or another. But I'm telling you, there's a true voice. If we'll just wait on it and have an ear. There's a place waiting on us today. As the singers get ready to sing, I believe it'd be very appropriate for them to sing that same song again. I can only imagine. At this present and at this moment in our lives, we can really only imagine what it's going to be like for that glory to encircle us and keep us. And provide for us. To be in the presence. Of this almighty God. To be where there's going to be a new heaven. And a new earth. Where sin has never touched it. Where darkness has never penetrated it. Where foul spirits has never walked across it. Hallelujah. It's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. And you and I. is going to be a part of it as a bride. A bride that's made herself ready. A bride that has experienced the cross.
A bride that remembers and brings back to memory the power of the cross. Oh, how I'd love to go on into other parts of this lesson. Amen. How that you and I can be challenged and how you and I ought to practice communion and, and, and put it into action. As we come together together, amen, as disciples of the Lord, as followers of Jesus Christ, as we believe in the power of it. Because you see, watch this, amen, from the elders, remember, because when you remember the cross, elders begin to remember the times, amen, how he blessed them and kept them and protected them. What about the new beginners? Hallelujah, they begin to remember that first experience of the Holy Ghost and that blood washing, that burden being and lift it off of their soul and off of their spirit. Hallelujah. When truth begin to sit on the throne of their heart. When truth begin to sit on the throne of their minds. When truth begin to rule and reign in their spirit. And they knew what they have tasted. How precious it really was. What they heard and the effect it had on the inside. See that's what it's talking about being converted. That means interchange. Interchange. I thank God for the interchange that took place in this old earthen vessel. It wasn't just an outward appearance. Hallelujah. But there was an interchange that took place that shows up on the outside. That shows up in conversation. That shows up in the way we think and talk and deal with life and deal with circumstances. All this came by the cross. All this came by the one called Jesus Christ. Lord bless you this morning. I hope the word and the presence of God and the songs that have been sung here today has been a lifter and a blesser, an instructor, a guide for you here today. You don't have to leave here. It's not God's will for nobody to leave this parking lot without the sure hand of God touching you. We may be limited, but God's not limited. Neither is His Word. They cast Him into dungeons, but you couldn't stop Him. He got ready. He sent angels down there. Delivered his, delivered his spokesman and sent him back to the temple to preach it again. They've done their best to shut him down. You quit preaching in the name of Jesus. A lot of people say, boy, I put a lot on the name of Jesus. That's right. Because that's the only place you're going to find the authority and power to overcome the darkness and overcome unbelief and overcome circumstances and situations. That's the reason whenever you don't have time to put it all in, in detail in prayer, but you can call on the name of Jesus. And I mean, feel that presence. Boom, there it is. That comforter, the strengther of our soul, the strength of our hearts, our minds. What about it today? God bless you. God bless these singers. I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine all I can When your face is before me, I can only imagine, I can only imagine.
I can only imagine when that day will come and I find myself standing before the Holy One. I can only imagine when all I will do is forever, forever worship you. I can only imagine. When that day comes And I find myself Standing for the Holy One I can only imagine When all I'm gonna do Is forever Lord, forever worship you I can only imagine I can only imagine Glory, what will my heart be? 
surrounding this place. Jesus. Angels encamped oh, around us. The hand of God, the touch of God. feel like the Lord wants to do something here let's just give him a minute oh God we love you today we worship you and no other you're gonna see us through your angelic coat just camped around us your promises with us I love you today this church loves you today we worship you today God the ministering power of your spirit it would reach the full now. Flow to every member of this church, God. Flow to every individual that's in this parking lot. Move. Move in the depthness of our souls. God, the weapons formed against us shall not prosper. The walls are being built, God, by the enemy be torn down here today. Hallelujah. But the walls that we're building, God. Hallelujah, God. The enemy. The enemy cannot overcome them. The enemy cannot defeat us. As we build the walls of faith and commitment and dedication, God. In the lovely hand and the lovely hand of the maker himself. God mold us and shape us into the disciples. Into the disciples that you have us to be, God. In this community, God. You turn this community upside down with your word and with your presence. You become the prince, God, in our hearts. And the prince in our minds and our spirit. We would allow the prince of this world to rule and dominate. We'd overcome him. We'd defeat him, God. We'd put him under our feet today through the lovely name of Jesus. Why? Because we can only imagine. But one day we're going to experience it. Hallelujah in a glorified body. We're going to experience your God to be in your presence. Oh, we want to make it, God. We want to finish the journey, God. We want to do, we want to hear you tell us, well done, thy good and faithful servants. You help us be the servants. You help us be the servants. You help us humble ourselves and give ourselves and bear the cross and run the race and fight the fight and finish the course. You help us, God. You hear our prayer. You inhabit. You take up habitation in our praise today. You'd go in a special way and each one of every vessel that's here today, with or without the Holy Ghost, your presence, your touch would go with each one of us. We love you for it. God help us open the windows and the doors of heaven. Amen. And close the ones on this earth and open the ones that we need open that we can gather like we would like to and worship and let the power of the word and the power of the spirit work for us 
healing, blessing, delivering, and saving. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let's lift up holy hands without wrath and doubt. Let's lift up holy hands. Let's purpose in our minds and hearts, touch not the unclean. Help us keep, keep it in our hearts and minds. Come out from among and be separate, saith the Lord. Help us be the true worshipers, exalters of Jesus Christ today. We love you, Lord. We appreciate you, God. We're so thankful of your kindness. We're so thankful of your blessings being poured out upon us. We're so thankful that you're so mindful of us and how you bestow your goodness upon us here today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I love you today, church. Thank you for your faithfulness, your commitment, your dedication. Amen, day in and day out. Hallelujah. God bless you richly. We will be trying to have a service, uh, not this coming Wednesday night, uh, but the following Wednesday night. Please let everybody know we don't, nobody fall through the cracks. Amen. So please, let's let everyone know. Uh, we're going to have service, some midweek service. Outside or inside, we'll see. Uh, maybe the governor can loosen it up some more and let us gather together. I know more and more is doing it, so we just, uh, maybe we can do that. And uh, amen, in a, in a right way, in a, a way that blessings of the Lord and, and the surroundings around us. Uh, that's all we desire. We just want to please the Lord. How about you? I want to please the Lord. His favor upon us. We need it. We've got to have the favor of God. It doesn't matter what we're facing, where we're at. We need the favor of God, the blessings of God, the hand of God with us. Amen. See, it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. We need God. We need God. Educated or not, we need God. Everybody needs the Lamb. Everybody needs the Holy Ghost. Everybody needs the Savior. Everybody needs a bishop for their soul. And that bishop is Jesus Christ. Love you. Appreciate you. Just don't forget to building fun. If you haven't, you want to give tithes or offerings, Brother Barry, bless his heart. He's willing to receive it, get it, whatever. He can come to you, whatever you'd like. We're your servants and we thank God for them. God bless you. Love you. Appreciate you. Let's lift one another up. Pray for one another. Pray for our country. Pray for our world. Pray for others that wasn't here this morning. I noticed some wasn't. Let's keep them in our prayers. God be with them. God touch them. God heal them. In Jesus' name, God bless you.